Now what that? My microphone. Your microphone? Yeah. Each failure is a step closer to success. You listen to episode 17 of Learn With Us. I'm Nikos. And I'm Ken. Learn With Us is a podcast for developers that want to be better programmers. Indeed. Indeed. So, have you been a better programmer this last week? Uh, not really. I've been a better. <laughs> I've been day trading. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you following some sort of uh, trend or pattern in the economy? What feels good? Put the money down. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're talking about is uh, Nikos has been um, making a profit on Bitcoin trading, uh, blockchain, whatever we want to call it. Uh, but I think Bitcoin is what you're invested in, right? Um, that and the other 20 coins. Oh, wow. Well, that's so how's it been going? Coins, but, uh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, been playing around with some uh, interesting new, new currencies. Um, looking at IOTA, ENG, which is the gaming coin. Looking at PowerCoin, which is a cop coin that's going to be used for uh, powers, renew, yeah, renewable energy stuff. Um IoT coin's the one that's uh, going to be used for Institute of Things. So, so if you want to do transactions offline, so you don't have to be connected, don't have to be connected to the internet and stuff, you can do this with the IoT coin, coin, which is about trading about five dollars right now. Um, is that more like a like an Apple Pay kind of like thing where you have some sort of key on your phone and you can I don't know can you explain that a little bit? So the trouble with things like Bitcoin. Um, they all have to be all the transactions have to sort of be verified at a central location on the on the blockchain. It's like a centralized ledger. But this this new uh, IOTA coin is a third generation currency, and it's um, touted as being quantum computer uh, proof, and um, also uses this thing called Tangle, which is uh, instead of having every, everything having to be verified in a central place. Uh, a network of um, devices can somehow manage to verify transactions, so it's a lot quicker apparently, and there's also zero transaction fees as well, which is a bit annoying because Bitcoin right now is like a dollar or more than a dollar to transact. Um, you know, the uh, the best way to get to, to do well in cryptocurrency is actually to uh, take a time machine, go back to 2009 and uh, invest in Bitcoin there. Um, so, unfortunately, with uh, all the earnings, and with all your earnings from Bitcoin, have you yet invented this time machine? Uh, not yet. I need to uh, go up to about ten million uh, coin before <laughs> I have enough money to build one. If only you'd invested earlier. <laughs> yeah, well, everything. I mean, of, of all the people on my network, right, that I knew, I should been. I should invested in Bitcoin when it was one dollar. But um, I remember listening to uh, Steve Gibson's show, um, Secret Now, and just thinking, what a waste of money. I basically mined it, mined it for about three hours, and I got a wallet, and uh, I made point zero 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 something four bitcoins on Slushy's pool, and then thought, this is a waste of electricity. And then didn't think about it much anymore until 2012, and uh, we all know what happened then when it spiked at $900, and then crashed down to 200 and... Um, this year, it has caught off everybody off guard. The, the, the crazy price at the moment, um, seventeen thousand right. dollars. You know, but that similar things happened yeah. to Litecoin. 
What's Litecoin? Well, Litecoin is uh, based on the same code as, as a fork of a Bitcoin, and it's got um, uh, oh, don't mind the music in the background. Um, it's sort of a Jamaican uh, party music going on, but uh, it's all good. Um, yeah, Litecoin is uh, a sort of faster version of Bitcoin. Instead of having just 20 or so million coins, it's up to 80 million, and um, there's a whole bunch of other statistics that make it a lot faster to transact. And I think I think it's like a yeah, I'm not, I'm only talking anymore, otherwise people will know how much I don't know about it. But um, Litecoin is uh, is going through crazy growth in the past the past two days alone. It's up 160 odd percent, which is faster hmm. than the Bitcoin grew when it went up to 900. Wow! So buy so Litecoin. I, I got a question. Uh, tell me more about this Jamaican party music. Can you hear it? No, I can't, and I'm, I'm really interested, and I wanted to stop you that whole time. I couldn't focus on anything you just said, because I wanted to th- know more about this Jamaican party music. Yeah, well, where I stay, it happens quite a lot. Um, it's one of the benefits of living in London. You know, you have uh, a multicultural place, and uh, we're, all, we're privileged to have such joyous, joyful people as um, from, from like Jamaica, you know, that, that area. Cool. i have not invested anything in uh cryptocurrency and if i were to go look up cryptocurrency today um would i have any luck finding anything that i could buy for a dollar and if so where would i go to look that up yeah you're talking the right talking to the right person here um yeah i can certainly save you a lot of pain and uh, people trying to scam you because uh, a lot of the exchanges out there just basically scam you up with margins and transaction fees and stuff. So what I'll do is I'll get you a referral to um, Binance and that's the account I use for a lot of stuff. Uh, Binance are really good, um, they are a good exchange, good customer service and they actually have their own coin called BMC I think and if you buy some of that coin they actually will half your um, your margin fee. So when you do a trade, uh, instead of taking point one um, percent of the uh, the transaction value, they will make it. They will half it if you actually have your coin, your their coin, on uh, on your on their uh, on your account, um, and makes it makes it a lot cheaper than doing it on the likes of eToro. eToro are absolutely shocking with um, margin fees at the moment. I mean, uh, I put down a trade a day, and Litecoin was. Uh, Two nine or something on the market, and then they they, they took the margin up to two two twenty or something like that. And it cost me like uh, you immediately down um, a large chunk, you know. Uh, but but um, it depends what kind of trading you're doing. You know, I recommend uh, holding. It's a lot lot less stressful if you want to do day, day trading. Then you're basically uh, going deep into charts and looking at analysis on uh, patterns on the the candlesticks. Candlesticks being the the price of uh, an asset of a certain time, so a candlestick is basically you have a high, low, open, close, and uh, if it's a if after a certain time period the the price is higher, it will be a green candle. If it's lower, it ends up it will be a um, <clears throat> a red candle, and then you have like a solid part which is thicker than the the thin pit, which is like the price uh, it, it peaked at and the price that it sort of um, went down lowest at, but the actual prices that actually changed at the, after the time period will actually be the solid part of the candle. 
I'm not, I'm not following, but I think I'll understand once I see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. okay. So you can get me a referral. Um, would that mean that you could also put a referral link in our show notes? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So anybody listening, you can get that referral to buy this BNC, uh, coin. Um, cool. That's a good, good start. And then, uh, what other, what other, um, like help, like, are there helpful websites to go to, to kind of watch this stuff, um, in real time? Well, it depends how much time you want to do it. Basically, I, I've sort of experimented it for a week, and I think I've discovered that I'm not. not it's not for me. Uh, day trading It's really stressful because you can be up at three o'clock in the morning. I mean, I was up at three o'clock in the morning one time, looking at these charts, and it's like it's kind of a yucky feeling I got. So now I recommend just look at the coins that are out there and just put put like buy a few of them and then just leave them sit for a few years and maybe one day they'll be lucky. You know. So right. there's a few that I like. I like Ota. I like ENG coin. There's Power Coin that I've got some of them um, but I mean it, 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 I mean, basically you, you have to be prepared to lose everything that you've, you've invested right so at the moment I don't think Bitcoin right. is very uh, it's crazy volatility right now there's no pa- there's almost zero pattern in the Bitcoin charts it's like there's, there's like uh, no yeah I think there's a uh, big swath of people that saw these these giant numbers coming out of it and jumped on the bandwagon um, and, and like we talked last week um, you know that completely dropped like immediately, so it's it's pretty fragile right now. Yeah, Bitcoin just there's, there's no sense between the. It's very hard to predict what it's doing. Uh, Litecoin is a lot. At the moment, Litecoin just seems a lot more stable in the uptrend. But you got to remember, at any time, it could also crash. There's there's nothing to stop a big flash crash. The only thing that's keeping right. these prices up is the, the the FOMO fear of missing out, you know. Right. Yeah, just exactly what I'm, you know, feeling like right now. I'm like, uh, we, you know, I have no investment in this, and um, I kind of yeah. feel like if I don't get in now, um, it's gonna go crazy, and I'm not gonna be able to yeah. get in. Well, that's um, what basically we feel, we feel since 2012 when the when Bitcoin went crazy. 2013, sorry, I think. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw on Twitter there was um, somebody had shared. I'll I'll have to go look up this tweet again, but they had shared. um, They had paid their bartender for a haircut, um, and they sent them, like, uh, I don't know what percentage of a coin they sent them. It was a really, really small percentage of going, like 2% of a coin. Yeah. And that was worth like $52 back in 2013 or two yeah, yeah. $52 US dollars back then. Um, and that, that bartender, she still, she still has that one, uh, transaction. She, she hasn't used it for anything and it's worth like $3,200 right now. <laughs> yeah. It's from the Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, I mean, the guy that bought a pizza for like two thousand, I think it was like 25, um, I don't know if twenty. I think it was twenty five thousand Bitcoin or something. That's that's a good update on uh, Bitcoin, blockchain, cryptocurrency stuff. Um, have you gotten much sleep since uh, you've been watching that in the last week? Uh, I, I definitely need to uh, change these these crazy uh, staying up late watching charts. It's just uh, it's a waste of time to be honest. But it's, 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 it was an experience to know how some people some people live. You know. Uh, okay, okay, so 
let's talk let's shift gears and talk about um like the fundamentals of training or fundamentals of teaching uh programming to new students new students to programming or new students to uh front-end development web development so now i'm sort of changing tactics from like a, a gentle pace you know until i'm actually just throwing people in the deep end and asking them to do it like so for example i'll show somebody once how to do something like i'll show them how to commit to a web store and push to github uh add scripts to a page and i'll ask them to repeat the same thing and they'll be like what, what? And then they'll, they'll ask me, and then I'll, I'll gradually spoon feed them back the ways to do it. I find that sort of stretches them a little bit. And um, and also, I'll, I'll challenge them. I'll say, look, you, you have to go home and learn this stuff now and repeat it. Uh, and then, especially if I'm, like, giving them free coaching, you know, if it's like a, a coding club. Um, but it's up, to, it's up to them. You have to really uh, allow people to choose whether or not they want to go down this path. Because you can't force people to like it. I just find that even if you try and big up programming and tell them how good it'll be for a career, if they don't actually like the code, then then forget it, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually filtering uh, my efforts. I'm putting my efforts in people that are really wanting to learn. So, okay, they want to learn. Um, do you... St- so you you send them on these, like, tasks um, to, to do, like, a GitHub repo yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah. So do you start them? Do you start them with teaching them Git? Um, do you start them with teaching them just like open up a browser and uh, console log a hello world? Um, where do you, what's like the jumping off point to well, get them like within the really first excited? Hour, yeah, within the first hour of me teaching them, my aim is them to have their own website. So within one hour, you hope to have one uh, uh, like a home page or something like that. Yeah, so what I do is I teach them how to use uh, Node, um, I download WebStorm, and I download Git, I, I sh- create an HTML page, upload it to GitHub pages, and uh, sh- have, have WebStorm run it locally, and then run it on the actual GitHub, and that takes about an hour. Actually, less than an hour, probably 40 mm-hmm. minutes, if it's fast internet connection. And I get them to repeat the process, upload a file, commit file, that. So are they um, learning just uh, HTML at that point um, as far as, like, the languages that they're going to learn? Is... Yeah, usually it's a, a bit of HTML and CSS in that first session, and then, then the next session will be probably some basic JavaScript, console.logging, uh, appending text to an input, events, that kind of stuff. What I usually normally do is just, I give yeah. them enough to get started, and I give them a hunger to learn, uh, but I won't go through all the different things. The... Uh, Okay. If they want to be self-taught, they're going to have to... I mean, if people prepare me to do it, of course, I'll teach them everything you want to know, you know. I'll sure. Like a training session. No, that's good. So so in in that first hour, you've you've introduced them to Git. You've introduced them to GitHub. Um, you've introduced them to HTML, CSS, right? Mm-hmm. There's yep. at least some part of that. Well, the nodes for, like... Uh, so basically, uh, teaching people to, to code, you have to sort of put yourself in the mindset of the person you're teaching and also have to forget your the knowledge that you know and try and imagine what you didn't know when you first learned to program and give them, uh, try and explain things in that kind of easy and simplistic manner. A lot of people that have experience uh, coders they have this sort of thing called uh, you can apply this thing called institutional blindness 
So they'll uh, like sometimes I'll go over to somebody who's who's um, well if I, if I try and get one student to teach another student that's maybe more advanced and ask them to explain something to the to the weaker student, then you can tell that the the way they explain it is like they don't understand the other person's learning state of learning. So they they might understand the code. They they understand the thing they're trying to teach perfectly in a sense, but it's hard for them to understand how the other person understands what they're trying to teach. So if you want to learn to train people, then you have to overcome that barrier mentally yourself. And there's the sort of ways you can uh, tell if a student understands something or not. You know, you can sort of like try to explain things as you go along and then pause and ask them just a quick question. And if they're just staring into space, like, you know they've not understood it, right? Um, and if you re-explain it again and again and again, and uh, they're still not getting it or they're still not putting effort into learning it, then it's, uh, it's not a very good sign. Because you also have to learn that programming is hard, right? It's, it's hard to sort of go through the difficult stages where things don't work. So you have to also be up front with the people you're teaching and say, look, if you're finding it hard sometimes, everybody finds it hard sometimes, you know? So that's one, one aspect of it. Do you, do you ever um, maybe coach people or do you, you kind of try to keep them away from, um, like, I know personally that I've struggled, like, to see other people succeed and think, oh, I'm not as good as them, or, you know what I mean? Like, when when you see other people, like, posting stuff to GitHub or Twitter or LinkedIn, yeah, um, you, you might feel, like, inadequate or uh, self-confident about what, what you're producing. Um, do you ever have that conversation with these, uh, these new students? Like, hey, uh, that they're posting their best stuff, they're not posting their failures yeah. or something like that? Actually, I've never done that before, um... That's actually probably quite a good thing. Actually, throughout my professional career, there's not that many people that even have the time to do GitHub stuff, open source stuff. Even if they're good programmers, a lot I'm of I'm finding that to guys be true for myself. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, like in the last few months, I just haven't had the time to put towards that. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a full time job and you're working, you have a family, then that's it's quite unusual to be have to have the time to do open source stuff. Some, you know, I, I'm 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 in a situation where I, I I'm fortunate. I do have, I do have have the time to do that sometimes. But I mean, I'm a scale up my business, so I'm not maybe not on GitHub as much developing new things. I mean, I do have my test recorder which I'm supporting, uh, and also I'm trying to keep on the on the cutting edge when I'm trying to develop new content for the YouTube channel. What have you been doing on the YouTube channel? Well, I did a video. I was in Scotland in the the wind and the rain, talking about. Uh, business stuff to make scaling up your business and I'm also looking at deep learn JS because it might be useful in the upcoming uh, upcoming work at some point <clears throat> but I have to lot, have a lot to learn with deep learn JS a lot of concepts that I'm never I'm not, not not familiar with and what was the other framework that you were starting to use recently the oh man I can't remember the name of it uh, React Pretender Pretender what's Pretender Pretend well, Pretender's a client sound mocking. So you be, what it does is a so uh, Pretender's like what it does is it overrides the native HTTP XML request thing. I think 
and what it does is that it you can actually set up certain API routes to return mock data instead of the <coughs> the real data. Oh, so and this would be used like for testing endpoints. Yeah, it's useful. It's useful for if you want to have. So sometimes, see, you have like two two people on a team. One guy could be working on the the mocks, the mock API, but it's hosted on a website somewhere. But sometimes it's more useful just to have the mocks on the code base, so that if something changes, you know, you don't have to be checking against a live API. It's just nicer to have it all in mm -hmm. one place. Just for de development, it's really useful. Right, Angular has actually something like that. Um, they have something where you could um, essentially have a front end, like back end, like it's it intercepts the requests and then just mocks that response. Yeah, um, which is really cool. The Ember has a more complicated version of Pretender. It's called Ember. It's called Ember CLI Mirage, and what that does is. Uh, doesn't return just static JSON. It has a sort of in-memory database that you populate and have it generate with certain rules. And then at runtime, you achieve uh, your uh, your API from the actual in-memory database. And you can set up the database with different scenarios for different test environments, different stuff like this. So that's, there's somebody who's ported that over to vanilla. So in a sense, it's called a Mirage server. And it's supposed to allow you to run that without Ember. But I've tried it so far and I can't figure out how to get it to work. So I'm on GitHub trying to see where that project's going. I'll leave it. I'll leave it in the show notes. You'll see my issues on that uh, repo. Cool. I'm trying to find that uh, Angular one. Word, Word Bell uh, produced it. I can't remember. Anyway, I'll well, I'll find that and put it in the show notes as well. Um. Cool. So, on the training thing, after they get their website up to GitHub, GitHub pages, um, do you send them off with some, uh, like a to-do list of things that they could do on their own? So, uh, the last time uh, I was teaching this guy React, so what I done was, uh, what did I do again? I spent like an hour teaching him Redux and React, and I increased his market value by at least 10 grand. And then I set in a way to actually go and learn it really well. And then I says, look, if you learn as well, in three or four months' time, I'll, I'll, I'll have you work for me as a contractor. So I've got, I've got clients now that need uh, React work done. And uh, if I had the guys on team, I could uh, have them as a resource I could bring into the company. So I'm trying to build up more uh, scalability for myself locally. I'm also teaching my guys in Ukraine React as well, so I want to be able to have them assist me on UK projects to provide uh, value for my UK clients because the React developers in London are crazy yeah. expensive yeah. and uh, they want to outsource it. Good for the Ukraine, good for uh, UK businesses, save some money. So how's things going on your end? So things are going good. Um, we're learning at, at, at work, we're, we're bringing on um, a new piece of technology uh, that we're kind of just in the process of like documenting, learning our, learning it, and documenting our knowledge. Hello, Nikos. Said no. You there, mate? You there, mate? And I cannot get you back, Nikos. Where are you at? If you want to uh, give us a review on iTunes, follow us on Twitter. Learn with us, Pod. Sorry, iTunes I is have just. Have a great day. 
Toys too. Care. See you next time. And give me toys.